All right, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the TR90 Weight Manager Call on this Tuesday morning, May 18th. Uh, my name is Frank Lomas. I'm calling in from my home here in Lompoc, California, 54 miles north of Santa Barbara, and I'm uh, happy to be here this morning. Uh, uh, to support you in your weight loss, weight management, fitness efforts. Prior to coming on board with New Skin Enterprises, I was a business, my business background was in the mortgage banking industry. I was a partner in a mortgage company. I did incredibly well in that industry, and uh, but I burned out on it. The, the business owned me more than I owned it, and so I looked for an alternative uh, source of income and discovered New Skin, which now allows me to have what I call a carpet commute. I to walk from one bedroom to the other. One bedroom's uh, down a hallway to my down one hallway, my carpeted bedroom, in my house to my other bedroom to go to work when I when I choose to. I also used to be a competitive bodybuilder and weightlifter, and uh, I'm powerlifter, and so uh, hence I'm. One on this panel of, uh, of people on this call Monday to Friday at 6.40 a.m. Pacific time, uh, just for your time zone if necessary. And uh, these calls are also recorded. They're listed on SoundCloud.com, S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D, SoundCloud, just like it sounds, .com. If you put in my name, Frank Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, or TR90, and I think even Solutions 4, the number 4, Solutions 4 Anti-Aging, It'll pop up that way, too, and it's also listed as a podcast. And with that said, let's get started here. Today, my topic, again, from my favorite source, Eat This, Not That. This was published on May 10th of this year, so this is pretty current. Uh, Evidence-based information on uh, why you're following your TR-90 plan with your shakes, the fit, the control, et cetera, and your portion size and everything. You still may be having some issues, so there's some other things you might be uh, doing uh, that might be sabotaging your waist size. It's called a... 27 worst eating habits for your waistline, according to science. It's not just the foods you eat that are causing weight gain. It may also be the ritual. It's not what you're eating that causes weight gain, but also how you're eating it. And by that, we mean your eating habits. You know, the things that are so ingrained in our routines, we barely notice we're doing them, play just as much a role in your weight maintenance as the not-so-great foods you might be eating. And that's great news because you can identify those unhealthy eating habits you completely change. You can completely change the course of your health for the better. Tweak just a few of these unhealthy eating habits every day, and you can be on your way to a flatter belly in no time. So let's see here. Number one, and some of these uh, from the topics I go over each one on my days on Tuesday and Thursdays, they repeat overlap. And I think uh, it's kind of good that they do uh, from these different articles because if you hear them more than once, you eventually you're gonna get the hint that. Hey, maybe that's the one thing I'm doing I should stop doing. So anyway, number one, skip your meals. In a 2011 national survey from the Calorie Control Council, 17% of Americans admitted to skipping meals to lose weight. The problem is skipping meals increases your odds of obesity, especially when it comes to breakfast. A study from the American Journal of Epidemiology found that people who cut out the morning meal were 4.5 times more likely to be obese. Why? Skipping meals slows your metabolism and boosts your hunger. That puts your body in prime fat storage mode and increases your odds of overeating at the next meal. And don't say you don't have time for breakfast. Um, oh, this one again. It's easy if you make these overnight oats. Make, make the, it's easy if you make these overnight oats. Yes, we'll use a different article. Let's so we'll keep going. Number two, eat dinner after 9 p.m. No, it's not because your metabolism slows down after this time. That's a common food myth. But it is true that late-night eaters are more likely to gain weight compared to those who take advantage of the early bird special. 
according to this study published in the journal Appetite. It's not because they don't burn those calories as rapidly. It's because these non-owls are more likely to, eat, to binge eat after starving themselves since lunch and subsequently choose unhealthy foods high in sugar and fat to quickly put in their rumbling tummies. Not only will these high-energy foods pack on the pounds, but many of them can make it harder to fall asleep. Number three, you keep unhealthy foods in sight. Best way to not eat junk is not have it in your house. Our homes are filled with hidden eating traps. And simply being, as I look over at my, my uh, Jolly Roger, uh, was it a Jolly Roger hard candy cinnamon fire over there <laughs> on the other end of the table? Our homes are filled with hidden eating traps. And simply being aware of something as simple as the size of a bowl can influence how much you eat. For example, a study conducted at Google's New York office found that placing M&Ms in opaque containers as opposed to glass ones and giving healthier snacks more prominent shelf space curbed candy, curbed candy consumption by 3.1 million calories in just seven weeks. So what does that mean for your weight? The lesson here is clear. Clear junk food off your countertops to start losing weight and then make better choices. You can't see it, you don't eat it. Let's see here. Number four, you eat too quickly. If your body has one major flaw, this is it. It takes 20 minutes for your stomach to tell your brain that it's had enough. A, journal, a study in the Journal of American Dietetic Association found that slow eaters took in 66 fewer calories per meal, but compared to their fast-eating peers, they felt like they had to eat, they felt like they'd eat more. Uh, what 66 calories, you ask? If you can do that at every meal, you'll lose more than 20 pounds a year. Number five, you restrict yourself too much. Now, that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> when you feel like you aren't able to enjoy something ind indulgent from time to time, it can leave you with a hard to ignore cravings. So enjoy the foods you've been eyeing just as long as they're not the cheat meals that are never worth it. Let's see here, and that goes to a different article. Number six. You eat at your desk. I, I, I rarely ever did that. I always like going somewhere, sitting down and eating. Um, you may think it's beneficial for your hourly pay or to prove yourself to your boss, but eating at lunch at your desk isn't doing your waistline any favors. And you're not the only one doing this. According to research conducted by the NPD group, roughly 62% of the working American professionals also dine al desco. <laughs> The issue is that you're eating distractedly, which can cause you to consume up to 50% more calories than you intended, according to a 2013 review in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Instead, take a minute off from work and dine in the break room at a nearby park or even at a restaurant. Number seven, you always order the combo meal. Can't remember last time I even ordered a combo meal. Um, a study in the Journal of Public Policy and Marketing shows that compared to ordering a la carte, you pick up 100 or more extra calories by opting for the combo or value meal. Why? Because when you order meals bundled together, you're likely to buy more food than you want. You're better off ordering all your food piecemeal. That way you won't be influenced by pricing schemes designed to hustle a few more cents out of your pocket. Now you get combo meals made because they always come with, they always come with a, a soda. I just don't drink soda. Um, you, number eight, you eat when you're stressed. You manage to avoid the office candy bowl, which is pretty impressive, especially on your super stressful days. But you've got to let off some steam somehow. If you don't, it can lead to chronically elevated cortisol levels, causing sleep and immunity problems, blood sugar abnormalities, 
and weight gain. So don't eat when you're stressed. Number nine, you eat while watching TV. Oh, I'm done. You got me on that one. <laughs> A University of Vermont study that study found that overweight participants who reduced their TV time by just 50% burned an additional 119 calories a day on average. That's an automatic 12-pound annual loss. Maximize those results by multitasking while you watch. Even light household tasks will further bump up your caloric burn. Plus, if your hands are occupied with dishes and laundry, you'll be less likely to mindlessly snack. The other main occupation has it associated with tube time. Number 10, you cut out entire food groups at a time. That sounds wacky. If you just hop onto the payload or low-carb low bandwagon, proceed with caution. Often diets that cut out entire food groups do not allow for the balance and moderation we need to follow a healthy, lifelong eating plan. Plus, dieters who follow these plans may be prone to potentially damage nutritional deficiencies, or you may simply get bored with your restricted plan and end up overeating down the road. Number 11, you eat most of your meals outside the home. You'll save money and calories. Countless studies show that restaurant fare is both high in calories and loaded with salt, the ingredient that causes belly bloat. Cooking your own meals can help you cut back on both of these measures. In fact, John Hopkins researchers found that home cooks will consume nearly 200 fewer calories than people who eat out more often. So, do more eating at home. Number 12, stand while you eat. Let's see what they say about this. We're all for walking meetings, just as long as they're not lunch meetings. Excuse me, that's because studies have found that people who stand while munching end up scarfing down 30% more at their next meal compared to those who sit. Researchers speculate that it's because our body subconsciously dismisses standing meal as a false meal, which causes us to eat more later in the day. That's interesting. I think so. Number 13. You eat off large plates. One study found that when given an option, a whopping 98.6 of obese individuals opt for larger plates. Translation, more food, more calories, more body fat. <laughs> Keep your portions in check by choosing smaller serving dishes. If need be, you can always go back for seconds. Number 14. You serve yourself from the table. Resist it. Resist setting out foods. Resist Resist setting out food buffet or family style and often instead to serve them from the kitchen. A study in the journal of BC found that when food is served from the dinner table, people consume 35% more over the course of the meal. When additional helping requires when an additional helping requires leaving the table, people hesitate to go back for more. Uh, this is kind of like my uh, theory of park your car out in the far end of the parking lot. <laughs> so you, you'll walk farther to go in, I guess, you know. You just don't want to go to the trouble to go back to where the, the food's sitting. Uh, let's see here. Number 15, you're on an irregular schedule. You eat on an irregular schedule. An irregular eating schedule can undercut your metabolism. Research from John Moore's University in Liverpool found that women who fluctuate between eating low and high-calorie meals were less happy with their bodies 
and those who place contain a similar number of calories from meal to meal. But it's not just fluctuating meal size that can derail your weight loss goals. A Hebrew university study from 2012 found that mice that were fed high-fat foods sporadically gained more weight than mice that ate a similar diet on a regular schedule. Your move? Figure out how many calories you need to achieve your desired weight, and evenly divide that number by three. Four or five meals and snacks you eat per day. Aim for each of your meals to be roughly that size and eat them about the same time each day. So having an organized plan and a little consistency will help you. Number 16, you always polish off your plate. And you don't necessarily need to. Eat until you're 80% full, then stop. <laughs> In Japan, this method is called harahachi bonni. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Which roughly translates to eat until you are eight parts out of ten full. Remember, you can always eat a high-protein snack later. Yeah, you don't have to clean your plate, despite what mom told you, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> Number 17, you eat when you're emotional. Yeah, that's not me. Uh, a study from the University of Alabama found that emotional eaters, those who admit eating in response to emotional stress, were 13 times more likely to be overweight or obese. If you feel the urge to eat in response to stress, try and chew in a piece of, piece of gum, chugging a glass of water, or walking around the block. I like that last one, walk around the block. Create an automatic response and response that doesn't involve food and you'll prevent yourself from overloading on calories. Let's see, six fifty four, we got two more one more time here. You eat free restaurant food. Breadsticks, biscuits and chips and salsa may be complimentary at some restaurants, but that doesn't mean you won't pay for them. <laughs> Every time you eat one of the olive garden's free breadsticks or ribs, lobsters, cheddar bay biscuits. You're adding an additional 150 calories to your meal. Eat three, eat three throughout dinner, and that's 450 calories. That's also roughly the number of calories you can expect for every basket of tortilla chips you get to a local mes res Mexican restaurant. What's worse, none of these calories comes paired with any redeeming nutritional value. <laughs> Consider junk foods on steroids. <laughs> but they all taste so good, don't they? So hard. Number 19. You order lunch when you're hungry. When it's time to order out, here's our advice. Order ahead of time, like right after you get into the office. Researchers from the University of Pennsylvania and Carnegie Mellon University found that when people ordered lunch more than an hour before eating, dieters choose, chose meals with an average of 109 fewer calories than those who ordered immediately before lunch. The reason behind the saved calories your willpower to choose healthy meals rapidly deteriorates when your mind is distracted by a rumbling stomach that craves energy-dense food. Number 20, you eat in your bedroom. Nah, we don't do that. <laughs> An analysis published in the Journal of Sleep Medicine found that keeping a television in the bedroom was associated with shorter sleep time. And not, it's not just that TV will prevent you from getting a restorative night's sleep, which, if you didn't already know, is one of the essential rules for weight loss. It's also noshing in bed. When you reserve your bedroom for snoozing, you can train your brain and body to associate slipping under the covers with sleep, making it much easier to catch some Z's. And I'll do one more here. And number 21, you drink most of your calories. 
Yes, this bad eating habit goes for everything from sodas and alcohol to juice cleanses and bottled teas. That's because, average, that's because beverages often lack healthy fats and fiber to satiating nutrition to keep hunger pangs at bay. A study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that participants ended up drinking more, thus consuming a greater number of calories, until they felt satisfied compared to when they ate solid food. There are several factors that come into play when it comes to satiety, and the experts believe that both the sound and physical act of chewing helps monitor your consumption. They think chewing will even increase satiety by better than slurping. So take a cue from a recent study published in the same journal, which found that thick smoothies made people feel fuller than a thin drink with the same amount of calories. By a generous, generous scoop of Greek yogurt and a sprinkling of crunchy nuts or protein shakes in the morning. And we've got a few more, but we're going to stop there. That's uh, number 21. I'll come back on 22 when I return on Thursday and probably have another one to go along with this. But that was, let's see here. Our topics, the original topic was, I'm not going to recap all these, there's too many, 27 eating habits for your waistline, according to, worst eating habits for your waistline, according to science. And we got a few more to go there, but I'll save those for the next time. Remember, these calls are recorded on SoundCloud under the name Frank Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, or TR90. And also listed as podcasting, your favorite podcast software, if you subscribe. And with that said, I'll open up the line and get any comments or Insights about anything you want to add today. Let's see here. Mute off. You're free, little birdies. You may speak. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Frank. That was wonderful. <laughs> Great minds awesome. think alike. <laughs> Thanks for my morning smiles. You're funny. <laughs> I, I do want to comment, though. Thank you for reminding me about, and I think about it, but I forgot for a little bit about the fact that it takes 20 minutes for your brain to know you're full. So you have yeah, to give yourself. Yeah. And it's yes. true. So pace yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that you when you sit down to eat, when you think about it, um, that you you have to mentally stop because you know you're going to feel fuller a little bit later. Yes. You know, a lot of times now when my wife and I go out to eat, we split a meal more frequently than not. We went out for uh, out to our Halama Beach, and they have a, a beach cafe out there that makes incredible burgers. And we love the Halama burger, but we'll go out and we'll split one and a half now and share it versus trying to down a whole thing. And, we're at the point now where I don't think I could eat a whole one by myself. I remember I could devour that thing and anything else they gave me with it. Now we have a tough time getting through the half because we've trained ourselves to eat so much less, you know, because of all our portion sizes. And it definitely helps, you know, the, the weight-wise, weight management-wise. I think that's great. Okay, well, it looks like it's 7 o'clock, so it's time for me to be, be out of here. So I'll uh, wish you guys all a great – make it a great day. Uh, stay safe Thank out there. Uh, Juggle through your mask rules wherever you are. I was commenting to uh, to, to Susan that my well, I find we're fully vaccinated now. You know, we can I guess we can run amok if we want to, but we're still choosing to wear our masks around when we're around people in other places. And what Jimmer's doctor made a good comment that many of you weren't on here heard didn't hear, but he made it say to her that because people are wearing masks and distancing and washing hands and doing all the appropriate things like that, they didn't have a single they didn't treat a single person this entire year for the flu. 
And I'm thinking, like, no, this has got to be a good thing. So I just don't find it that much that difficult to continue being safe. So uh, choose your own path, but uh, I'd recommend it. It's kind of a good thing, not just being healthy all the time. All right, guys, with that, make it a great day. Talk to you, talk to you on Thursday. Thank you. Bye. Have a great one. Okay. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye, everybody.